Previously on Creek Chat. You got Pee Joe. You're good to go. He showed that he can just flip the dick switch. Fuck you. I don't need help. I'm a fucking He-Man fucking woman lover. Dawson and Gretchen. Progression. <laughs> As in, gonna fuck. We're going to the beach, beach, beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jen joins therapy. Uh, I think it'll be good for her character. I hope she rides it out the rest of the season and some. I'm here for you, girl. Fucking peachy keen. Fucking loving life. Like, everything's fucking fantastic, you piece of shit. It's, it's stupid. I don't fucking get it. I guess I will see when I watch the next three pack. Welcome, beloved listeners, to 50 Randy Quaid's Presents Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT, most likely to host a Dawson's Creek podcast, Money. And with me, the most humble guest, the most civil guest, the most kind guest, the most thoughtful guest, and the most gracious guest. Honor, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, it's me. If you guessed it, you guessed right. It's that too humble Chucky B. The most humble person you'll ever, never see, only hear in your ears, audio style. And if you didn't know, first of all, LOL. Yeah, lots of love. Got it. Give it. Get it. And that's about it. Cycle continues. If you're new, if you're old, if you're somewhere in between, if you like us, if you don't like us, just know that the love is flowing and it's always here for you. And what we're also here to do, besides give all that love, is talk to you about the TV show Dawson's Creek. And this week it just happens to be yeah. episode 16 through 18 of season 4. Yeah, they're they're uh we we tend to do this in three packs. What we also tend to do is let Chucky B give us some predictions about what he's thinking might happen in the upcoming three pack. So, if you didn't know, based on predictions, that means I have not seen this show. We know that it is 20 years old. I just show restraint in looking to see what happens next. Because that makes it more fun. We we pump the brakes here. We keep things slow. Just like every character on this show. They just keep pumping the brakes. And they make a big deal out of everything. Sometimes we do too. And that's fine. That's why it's a perfect fit. Yeah, sometimes you just got to ask questions like, how did that window get replaced so quickly? <laughs> Who knows? But let's hear about what you thought might happen on episode 16, Mind Games. So I think Joey is playing fucking Mind Games with Dawson, and she's also maybe playing Mind Games with Pacey? I don't know. I don't feel like she's playing Mind Games with Pacey. Drew is trying to play Mind Games with someone. Maybe Anna? I don't know. Toby is abandoning trying to play fucking games on Jack and just focusing on trying to be Jack's friend because he still wants to fuck Jack or wants Jack to fuck him. I don't know which. I don't really care. Jen is still going to therapy. She is spilling her guts about her parents. So I was pretty damn uh, <laughs> honest okay, on some so of So Jen, I think, definitely dead on. She spills guts about her dad because that's the one she needs to. 
happens a couple episodes later, but the three-pack rule means you get full credit. Jet Joey definitely playing fucking mind games just by being a liar. Like, she was rough in this set of episodes. Ever since Dawson asked the question, she's shown a side of her character that I didn't want to see. And it goes through on this three-pack. What's Drew doing this three-pack? He's probably doing something. He's always playing mind games. Oh, yeah, he's playing mind games with Pacey later on. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Like, I got feelings about We'll Drew. get there. Um, And I, I like his character more than I like Abby Morgan. And here's what I'll say. They, I think, have given more time to the rehabilitation of Drew's character than they did to Abby. They rehabbed her long enough to kill her. Maybe they're going to kill Drew Valentine, right? But I doubt it. But the way they've been building it here definitely seems like they're trying to make you come around because he's kind of coming around. But again, we'll get to all that later because he's got some big, very important things to pop off for him in these episodes. Like He's playing as a major secondary character, more so than he has been and he always has been. No Toby, though, right? No, no, no Toby at all. All right. And you know what? It's funny because up until you read my predictions, I had forgotten about Toby. I tried to, and I didn't I didn't miss him this three-pack, but Cause, nothing. Like, I didn't write down one note about Toby. Didn't even think about him until you brought him up. And I was like, oh, shit, that is a character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because he doesn't fucking matter at all. All right, let's hear it. Because I don't even know if he comes up in this three-pack even. Nope, not at all. Because I didn't write a single goddamn note about him. But if you think about it, why should he? Like, Jen's obviously got other concerns on her mind right now. She ain't got time to be doing the community service she was doing and spending time with Toby. She's got therapy and real issues. Jack, why the fuck would he care about Toby? He didn't like his ass. So he's... But anyway... We're talking a lot about a guy who didn't show up for the entire three-pack. My bad. I'm sorry. Here's the breakdown for Mind Games. Pacey and Joey's efforts to spend a night together create an opportunity for Dawson and Gretchen. Meanwhile, Jen enlists Jack to help spy on her therapist. Which is a great, great storyline. I loved it. That was so much fun. Your predictions for episode 17, Admissions. Gail's getting admitted to the hospital for a baby to be coming into this world. We are admitting a baby onto planet Earth. And I think that's going to be the main focus of this episode. Baby Leary coming in fresh. And you know there's going to be photos taken and brought to light in the darkroom. Maybe they're getting admitted into college? And as that was after I poked and was like, think about admissions in a different way. And then he went on a whole tangent about Andy, too. But you touch on that in the next one as well. Let me get this uh, <laughs> let me get this breakdown out of the way. The excitement over Joey's college admission dims when she learns how much it's going to cost. And that's what we talk about on admissions, because the focus is Joey and that party. So it makes sense. All right, you got some things to say for episode 18, Eastern Standard Time. And I might edit some off the end, because I think it's ridiculous. But we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, so this is their time zone. Maybe Andy's coming back to Eastern Standard Time. Andy is coming back because it's real close, if not time, for prom. We just had the senior trip, right? So we got to be getting real close to prom, real close to spring. This is stupid, but Joey and Dawson are going to New York because New York is where a school that Joey might be going to. She has to check it out, and then Dawson's going to be checking out the film school there. I mean, it's obvious that Pacey would be just going to any kind of community college in the area, so he doesn't necessarily need to check it out. So I guess that's why he wouldn't be going, and he trusts his girlfriend Joey isn't going to fuck Dawson. Jen and Jack are not headed to New York, but to Chicago, out of the Eastern Standard Time to check out some gay schools? Nah, just some schools for Jack and Jen, and I don't know, do something else? That was a lot. That was a lot. I hope I read it fast enough. Yeah, you just kept on getting faster. It felt good. I was just flowing, man, because I don't think I stumbled. 
we'll hear on the re-listen. Here's the actual breakdown for Eastern Standard Time. Senior Ditch Day sends Dawson and Gretchen on a road trip to Maine. Also, Jen takes Joey to New York for a showdown with her dad. Meanwhile... You fucking cracked me and I wasn't trying to, like, hit him hard. Just hard enough. I did, of course, add those in, but it'd been a while, man. I was missing them. So let's get to my games, man. Let's talk about them. What do you need to know? <laughs> what I want to I bring... mean, I know there that... were some mind games, but I, I don't know. I feel like they all know what the fuck they're doing, right? And they're all for, for fucking well. stupid about it. I don't know if that's true, if they all know what they're doing. I think maybe they all know what they should be doing, but like, so Pacey in particular is the one that I'm talking about, because he is clearly on the path for self-sabotage, and Joey is just lying up a storm to everybody about everything. Do they know what they want, or are they resisting it because they're so fucking confused and don't know what they really want? And they need to just not be dating anyone and just figure the shit out. This is pure... I think a lot of it is just, like, just stupid shit. So we've always got the person stirring the pot in Drew Valentine. What he does this episode is start out by making the senior class couple Dawson and Joey. And he thinks... Yeah, there was, like, a poll that he rigged because he joined uh, Yearbook just pretty much so he could pull this prank because... Don't forget that they pulled a prank, an epic prank on him. Yeah, an epic prank. This is nothing. This doesn't matter. Well, Joey's upset about it at the start. She like No, she's fucking pissed. She like pins him up against the wall. Like she's assaulting him. Like she doesn't hit him or anything, but you know she wants to. She's got him by the shirt. And Dawson comes up all cool and he's like, Psh, yeah, I saw your lame ass joke, dude. We got you with the sickest thing in history. But I'm not gonna say that out loud because I mean, you just know it's true. That's how good it was, punk. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's one thing. Dawson forever will have that prank in his back pocket to go, I did this one super cool thing, at least, and I masterminded it. Yeah, it was pretty fucking bad. Well, if this is Drew's response, it's weak as hell. And Dawson, I don't think Dawson ever truly does care about this. Joey's clearly upset about it because of how she thinks other people are going to react. And Pacey doesn't really seem to give too much of a shit about the couple thing either, because he's got much bigger concerns about his and Joey's future. But that comes up as we go on. Um, Which I think are all fucking made up in his head. Self-destructive. He always has been, though. As I think Gretchen says it in the next episode, like you're the only one who believes that you're not going anywhere. And if you keep fucking saying it, you're going to make it come true. Your perception yeah. is your reality, and if you think you suck, you're going to suck. And that's, Pacey is definitely self, self-sabotaging here, but Joey's... Which is stupid, because he's like, he's got the woman of his dreams. Who is actively lying to him about something right now, and he knows it, and she's lying about it, because she doesn't know that he knows it. That's got to be digging at him, especially because it's a lie about Dawson. You know, yeah, but it's that we're getting ahead of ourselves on that one into the I next don't even episode. Think it's that big of a deal. You know this show, though. You know this show. It is a big deal. Anything between Dawson and Joey that is a secret will be a big deal to him, especially no, if it I, involves him, because it does involve him. I think he's got a right to be upset about this, but he should confront her about it, not sit on the lie like he does. He chooses to just eat it. But again, this is the, that's the next I episode. I think that all right. Yeah, yeah, we're get, we are getting ahead of ourselves with that. Well, so why don't we start? Let's get to the, the witters right here in this part because she's like, "Listen, I know you did it because you're trying to get me out of here. Go drink with Doug. Yeah, you bone, and now you want to bone again." And Pacey's like, "Fuck, uh, yeah, it happened." She's like, "I won't tell anyone. Don't worry about it. It's all good, and I will not come home tonight." 
And when she comes back later, we well, we find out. Oh, go ahead. What I like is that Pacey immediately tells Joey, so she's not in the dark about be like, hey, I didn't tell Gretchen, but Gretchen like fucking pried it out of me that. Well, that was yeah. When she comes by later, she's like, "Where's Gretchen? When she's when is she coming back?" And Pacey's like, "Never. She's never coming back. This is our home now. I killed her. I put her under the floorboards." No, wait, she's just out. She'll never come back. And Joey's like, all right, cool, 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 cool. I'm not mad about this. I'm just a little embarrassed about it. But she clearly looks bothered by it. Well, the reason she's bothered is because she thinks Gretchen's going to open her fucking big mouth about it to Dawson. And she even basically has that exact conversation with Joey. I think that's really unfair of Joey to assume that Gretchen's going to fucking blab about it. Cause she does, I think it's a reasonable fear. But she's a dick almost about it, like, when the confrontation comes down later, that she won't keep protecting the lie, which is like... I don't know, Gretchen is one of the most level-headed characters that we've been given in this show, I think. So when Joey was coming at her... But no matter what, Gretchen comes by just to grab a couple of things, because as we found but out... But at the same time, like Gretchen says in one of these episodes... She wasn't here last year. She doesn't know how they got to this situation to where they have to do these things. Even that's where it's wrong, though. Stupid as they are, they don't have to do these things. They kind of do. You're defending these stupid actions. Stupid heads. Nah, they don't in normal people's heads. No, yeah, you don't have to do this. But this is changing and growing. And look, look, these guys keep trying to fucking walk around things. Not Dawson. Dawson freaked out. But Dawson isn't walking around things anymore. This is all reacting to from dawson in my opinion like from the way dawson reacted before but we we've obviously grown past that though is what i'm saying because like in my mind it's all like this is joey before the three month boat tour and after the three month three month boat tour is like in terms of like the divide of the show but again dawson as we're talking about what someone says in another episode dawson says to her i think we underestimate each other and that's him exactly. that's him basically saying like okay maybe we were that way but i've grown right now and you have to give me a chance to show you that i've grown like don't fucking lie to me about this shit i'm not gonna lie to you about anything and as far as i can tell he hasn't lied about anything to her yet but she also doesn't really ask questions because she doesn't really want to know yeah so mitch and gail leave town for the weekend right right and that's, yeah 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 gail, gail goes or not gail Gretchen goes over to Dawson's and they're watching apparently this like non-existent Nicolas Cage, Jim Carrey movie. Nope. It's existent. There is one. I thought I knew it immediately. As soon as he said, Jimmy, Jim Carrey, it's the one movie they've been in together. Peggy Sue got married. Oh, they are in a movie together. Yep. It's the only one because I remember bringing up Carrie chat when we were fucking recording that. Oh, wow. And I I mean, like, I own that movie. I should know that. That's why I'm the co-host. I got your back. I'm the, I, I'm the Cage Talk co-host for when you falter. You are my guest on Creek Chat for when I falter. It all works itself out. So, yeah. No, they were watching Peggy Sue Got Married. I popped for that. I was like, hell yeah. That's a great fucking movie. That, no, that was a fantastic movie. Ah, man. I feel kind of dumb that I didn't fucking... Remember that. It's all right, man. I mean, this shit happens. It's a That's an obscure cage fact. Well, Dawson also, fal- also falters as the night goes on because he points out her bag like, oh, shit, looks like you're ready to stay out for the night. And she's like, well, yeah, anything could happen. It's a possibility. He's like, oh, is it a possibility you stay? 
She's like, well, do you want it to be? And that's when he's like, uh, 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 <laughs> gets real quiet. And she's like, yeah, this is awkward right now. Let's talk about sex. And it gets even more awkward. And then she decides to tell him about the first person that she slept with, because that's going to make things less awkward. Yeah. And then Dawson makes it even more awkward. And he's like, ah, I'm just going to talk about Joey for a while and not shut my mouth about it. And then go, oh, yeah, she literally told me that she hasn't fucked pacey yet and then gretchen's mouth drops like she didn't say anything but her look is like oh that's a lie yeah i wrote down that does not sit well with gretchen because she's like oh so joey's straight up lying to this dude who i've got feelings for like that she's ready to fight like you could tell she's almost probably on the verge of being pissed well and then like she's like noticeably getting further and further away from dawson throughout this after that and then she's just like you know what I just need to fucking leave. Boom. I'm fucking irritated. I gotta get the fuck out of here and fight Joey. Well, in a bra and panties match in the Jello. So the next morning, Pacey and Joey are like, you know, day after spending the night at his place. Dawson comes rolling up. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to find Gretchen and see what the fuck happened last night. But she's not there. Pacey's like, no, 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 I'm trying to leave. But you can't see that Joey's in there right now. And I'll admit, that would have been awkward to walk up on. Like, I get trying to hide it that morning. Like, you don't want to find out that way. That's that's the rough justice to be like, oh, there's only one reason you'd be here the next morning. And you're in his, yeah. you're in his robe right now. Uh... So that's fair. But she smartly hides in the bathroom. And Dawson's like, no, nah, I got to use your phone, man. I still don't have a cell phone. I need to come use your landline. Pacey doesn't have a cell phone to lend him. We know Joey doesn't have a cell phone. I don't think Jen has a cell phone. Our main four. I don't know why these kids don't have cell phones. We're still in the year, like, what, 2000, 2001 right now? So I had a cell phone then. That's fine. So did I. But they didn't, obviously. So we can't get hung up on that for too long. We got hung up. I am hung (laughs) So Dawson, when he's leaving, he's like, don't tell Gretchen I stopped by. Uh, he's like, I don't think we had a fight. I just think she's like seen the light. And Pacey at one point was like, I could like say something to her, and he's like, No, 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 no. Yeah, how does he not? Is Dawson like? How does he not see that she was angry about? He doesn't know why she should be angry about that. You know what I mean? He would have no connection. Like he doesn't know that she knows that they slept together. Otherwise, he would know that they slept together. So to him, the only like, re- what other reason would he have to think that it's about me? She was perfectly fine until a second ago. I talked about Joey a whole bunch, and now she's pissed. Well, I guess that makes sense. That's the rational thought to have right there. Yeah. And yeah, I think he's he's thinking, she thinks I'm still hung up on Joey, and I'm not experienced enough, because I know she slept with at least six dudes, and like she's 21, and I've done nothing. Like I probably haven't even gotten a hand job at this point in my life. No, he got a blowy from that one. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Eve, Eve hooked him up with a sloppy yeah. DJ on the Eve boat. was down to like do it all, do it ever he wanted. She was trying to bang him in front of the entire school at a pep rally, right? And like he almost she was did. wild. It was close, and he could have banged Joey. Yeah, but let's that scene. It wouldn't have been right. We've had that discussion before at that party, Dude, the I stripper party. Dawson thinks about that every day. I bet you he doesn't because he knows it wasn't right. That's why he didn't do it. But you know what isn't right either? When Drew sits down with him, when Drew finds him out in public, sits down with him, he's like, listen, man, I'm not going to change that for you because I can't. And that you and Joey still love each other and you're doomed to ruin each other's relationships forever. You son of a bitch. My hands are tied and I cannot help you. 
But then Drew drops out of uh, fucking what do you call that shit? Uh, yearbook. Well, yearbook. Dawson, yeah, yeah. Well, yearbook. Dawson responds. Dawson joins it. Well, because Drew says my hands are tied, and Dawson's like, "Well, I guess my hands are tied too." And at the point, I'm like, "The fuck does that mean?" I didn't remember that he signed up for yearbook. Yeah. Yeah, and then Dawson signs up for yearbook and changes it to uh, Joey and Pacey as a couple of the year. So this is when. Before that happens, Gretchen comes back out. She's sitting out front of her place and Joey pops out. And Dawson or Joey's like, yeah, I know you guys had a fight. And I'm sorry you didn't stay the night over there. And Gretchen's like, did you want me to stay there? Because all these fucking lies you're saying aren't going to fix this shit. And this is when that fight happens. And Joey gets super defensive. You couldn't understand. You weren't there. And I just, I don't know. I'm not buying that line of bullshit. Like, you don't have to have been there to know that what she's doing isn't smart. What all of them are doing isn't smart. Just because you don't have the context doesn't mean you can't see someone being an idiot. Um, but then Pacey comes up. Joey lies again and says, yeah, Bessie just had a meltdown. I got to leave. And so she fucking rolls out. Uh, yeah. Then Pacey interrogates uh, Gretchen. Like, yo, why would you fucking yell at my girlfriend and make her want to leave and lie about Betsy? And Gretchen's like, well, why and... don't you ask Joey about it? Yeah. Wait, he's... no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> And that's when she goes, yeah, no, like, Joey lied to pa- to Dawson about this. Yeah. She she straight up tells Pacey, which, dude, that's her fucking brother. I think that's the right call. Tell him the truth. Yeah, Especially if you're caught, if you got caught in the middle unfairly, you got to unburden yourself with that shit. Like, these are not my lies. I will yeah, not perpetuate them And she even said, she's like, she's like, you lied to my boyfriend. Right, like, yeah. You put me in a real fuck? bad spot. <laughs> well, the, um, so they're at, towards the end of the episode for... Pijo, they're walking around in the sand and like the mist and the dunes like or whatever. A weird, awkward walk, and then like it kind of bothered me that they yet again bring up snow, and yet we never see it. I know this is like Carolina. They're in North, yeah, they're in North Carolina, but it's supposed to be fucking Massachusetts. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I well, am. All right, I, super I know. Fucking worried. About I, it. I know, and that's why you brought it up. But I'm going to gloss over it right now. Earlier in the episode, Dawson had said to Gretchen, "Like, I wish they would have just done it on the boat. It would have made it easier." On this walk, Joey says the same thing. Like, would it wouldn't have been easier if we would have just done it, done it on the boat. And then she asked Pacey, "Do you miss it when we weren't having sex?" And I was like, "What? Two weeks ago? It wasn't that. I mean, that just happened. It's not yeah. that big of a deal." And no, of course he didn't miss it when he wasn't having sex with you. Well, then this just adds to it. Then Pacey gets in on the lies because she asks if Gretchen said something to him, and he goes, "Nope." Um, But he looks pretty obvious too, and that's the other thing. I think they all know that they're all lying, or at least those two know that they're lying. But neither of them are going to call each other on their bullshit because they know it's just going to be a big old thing once it comes out into the open. And dude, I don't understand. Like, it. (laughs) These are such small. For the most part, small fucking lies. Why aren't they can't just they just be honest with each other? <laughs> like it, it means this is what nothing. I'm saying. Who fucking cares about Dawson in That's your the relationship? Joey does. I understand and because, that. It just doesn't make because fucking sense. I'm not disagreeing with you, but you were the one who was like defending it five minutes ago well, in the way that they were acting. Sides, <laughs> there it is. Perfect. Let's look at both sides of this episode. We're going to switch over to the Jen and Jack side, which is a lot more fun than the drama that filled this motherfucking side. So she's talking to Tom Frost, Tom Frost, the therapist, uh, about Jack. And she's like, that's like the one person on earth I can trust. 
I obviously can't trust other men, and I really can't trust other girls either. Like, I'm just not interested in, in trusting anyone, really. And she did confirm that she had sex before she was 13, so 12 years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's talking about her first experience, and then she's like, well, what about your first experience? He's like, well, why? He doesn't ask why that's important to her, which has been his tagline from his introduction. Every time she says something or asks a question to him, he's like, well, why is that important to you? Yeah. And so she's like, what about why that's important to me? He's like, oh, I know why that's important to you. Because I'm better at this than you think I am, Jen. So why don't you sit back and have ourselves a trip into your brain so you can sort your shit out. And she's like, no, I need to stalk you now. So him and Jack, or her and Jack, oh, are yeah. coffee. I definitely wrote it down as stalking as well. I was like, <laughs> well, I, mean, sta- I was like, Team JJ stalking the shit out of him. <laughs> well, it starts out spying out of the coffee spot. Spot. Then they go to the bookstore and they're peering around corners like little weirdos, and eventually bump into him because what else are you going to do in a tiny little bookstore but bump into the guy? Yeah, and but then he's, he's cool. all like, "Oh, well, you guys must like poetry, right?" And they're like, huh? Well, what do you mean? Why would we like, why would we like, and Jack's like, why would I like poetry? I'm not gay. And. (laughs) Quote, direct quote. And. Toby uh, popped his head out and he's like, I told you. Homeboy's all like, oh, it's because you're in the poetry section. And that's uh, uh, like a book of poems that you got in your hand (laughs) that you're pretending to read, apparently. And. He's all like, oh, yeah, you ever heard of this one lady? She's my wife, except for I'm not going to say that. And I mean, did they? Is that his wife? I just assumed they were very could be his girlfriend, could be just his longtime friend. Did they establish at least longtime friends? I think they're talking about high school together. It's definitely. And that's where I like when they said high school, I was all like. This could definitely be his wife. It could be, but I read... So Jack says in the bookstore, he's like, oh yeah, he's definitely gay. And that's how I kind of read Tom Frost, too. But by the time we get to this poetry reading he invites them to, and Jen is like, oh, we're going to the poetry reading, and Jack does not want to go, they get their Tom's over to be seen. Jack's like, let's get the fuck out of here. I'm not interested in this. This is... Actually, I think this is where they talk about... Do they talk about Toby in here? No. No, they don't. I don't know why the Sorny came up. No, I don't. I just could have sworn, but I keep seeing the name Tom, and it's close enough to Toby. I just wrote therapist. Well, Tom Tom shows up. He sits down by them. They're front row, and he's like, oh, you saved me a seat. Yeah, and he got there right as she was going up on stage, which leads me to believe that they were together prior to that. So it also feeds into my theory that they could be together. I. I didn't put that much thought into it, but you're not wrong. That could absolutely. I really be true. didn't put thought into it until we started started talking about it right now. So sometimes that's the best way to do it. Well, th- but this is afterwards. He's like, "So, what was your favorite poem?" And both Jay and Jay are like, "Uh, <laughs> uh we weren't really paying attention." So the last one, yeah, that one was really fucking good. So she pops up, and he's like, "Hey, hey, why don't you get the the poet?" And she's talking about high school and shit. And he's like, "Why don't you go talk to these other people who are here to see you?" And then he walks away too. To be with her, apparently. He's going to talk to these other people with her. And that's when Jack looks at Jen and goes, definitely not gay. So he must have read the vibe you were reading. I I didn't necessarily get that, but... 
I wasn't there. She tries to find out if it's his girlfriend, but he does not answer the question at all. But he's like, I'm glad you came, though. Also, I knew you were spying on me the whole time, but I knew it was important to you, Jen. So I let it happen. I let you stalk me. Yeah, she's got to figure out, based on her conversations with him, she had to figure out if she could, like, trust him. That's her biggest issue with everyone in the world, with life in general. And he kind of, like, was like, all right, I know this about you based on my therapy sessions with you. So he's like, I'm not too worried about you like following or trying to interact with me outside of these therapy sessions. You're trying to you're trying to get character traits about me. You're not trying to find out when and where you can murder me or steal things from me. You just want to know if I'm a weirdo. Yeah. Which he doesn't seem like a weirdo, but she only stalked him for one day and he knew it. So do you have anything else to bring up or are we ready for those four pillars? Uh, four pillars of Chuck time on uh, Mind Games. Four pillars of Chuck. Number one, no one except Dawson is truly being honest in this episode, and we definitely covered that. Oh, yep, that was a hot topic. Um, number two, Team JJ, obviously J- Jack and Jen, they are therapy stocking. Yep, and we covered definitely that. covered that in depth. <laughs> Uh, number three, Dawson literally trying to fuck his relationship with Gio. I don't know if I agree with that. He, in his own opinion, thought it. I don't think he was trying to fuck it up. I think he thought he did fuck it up. I'm not necessarily meaning he's, like, intentionally trying to. It's just, like, he's doing things and then noticing it like pretty soon after and he's like oh fuck i should stop talking about joey well what was one of our biggest complaints about dawson from the start the motherfucker was oblivious to everything yeah he was so self-absorbed that he wasn't self-aware he was so busy being selfish that he couldn't see how that affected or impacted other people. But this season, they're legitimately showing him, like you're saying, in real time, being like, ooh, this is bad. I shouldn't be doing this right now, but I can't help myself. Yeah, but he's like, I can't stop it. <laughs> it's part of the growth, though. You keep learning. Once you feel guilty about it, you stop doing it. It's part of being raised a Catholic. I understand. Uh, number four. My boy Drew keeps making appearances, and I like him more way way more than Abby. So, we touched on that already, too. But what I want to ask is, you say your boy Drew. Like, have you come around on Drew? Is he your boy now? You've been fixated on Drew for a while now, whether subconsciously or not. You'd like to focus on him in your predictions when he is a very... You didn't ever predict shit about AI Brooks, but you love talking about Drew. Yeah, I don't know. And I know what how it much is. you like Brooks. I know how much you like Brooks. Too, I like so Brooks like... a lot. I think it was just like what I like about Drew is he's he makes small impacts, right? He's not really like gonna fuck shit up anymore. Like, and I we seem... got a lot of like personal experience and <laughs> real personality and character from him in this three pack. I'd say most importantly for Drew is he mixes it up with all four of the main characters. In its in his own personal way, every yes. single one of them, which some some like Brooks didn't do. Most secondary characters don't touch across the board like that, but Drew gets very intimate with all of them. It's why Grams is huge, for sure, for sure. Her and Pacey really haven't had that one on one, but her and Joey did back in season one. Obviously, her and Jen. And her and all of them back from, like, season one on. Pacey's really the only one who hasn't gotten tight with Grams. 
Never thought about that before. That's interesting. Huh. Well, let's move on to admissions. Yeah, Pacey's all like, fuck that old lady. <laughs> I doubt it. I think it might come up later on. I don't remember. Again, beautiful. Here's one thing I do like in episode 17 admissions, though. And what gets really covered in the next episode. That friendship between Jen and Joey. And how now, it's just a friendship that can be a friendship. Because when Jen walks into the cafeteria, Joey just waves her on over. And she's like, hey, well, she she helps you pick up her books when she drops them all over the floor. Oh, yeah. Uh clots always her with the slapstick i love it like she's always doing ridiculous stuff start? like that i feel like it was this season the first time i remember it was the soccer net because i feel like especially that. this season she's just been real clumsy it's it's been really funny because i love slapstick comedy like so something about it has always made me laugh so having that little touch to her character and i don't remember that being a thing like consistently like this but you're right it's been through this whole season but she's talking about college because it's in college admissions, baby. And her and Jack are trying to narrow down where they're going. But all of a sudden, Jen gets this note. You got to come down to the admissions office or call home. Dawson gets one, too. And they both rush down there. And Joey's looking happy. And Dawson is looking sad. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. I, did that happen when we were in high school? I don't remember that ever happening in high school. I don't like... That would mean that my parents would have had to have been home to get the mail to call the high school to pull me out of class to read. I'd imagine they were both working and that I maybe would have gotten home before them to get the mail. So, nah, that doesn't make any sense to me. But I guess Gail would be home. She's about to burst pregnant. So she's not going to be out working. Mitch should be at school. Why doesn't he fucking... I don't know. And I guess it makes sense that... If it's bad news, too. If it's bad news, too, why would you call Dawson and ruin his fucking school day by going, hey, you didn't get in? Why not let him come home and find out he didn't get in? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But he puts on the cool face, and he's happy for Joe. He's like, I'm happy for you. And it looked like that kid that was in there beforehand talking on the phone also did not get in. I didn't see that. I didn't catch that. He did not seem happy. Well, Pacey comes up to them, and Dawson's like, listen, I gotta roll, but tell Pacey the good news. She does, and he's like, hell yeah, girl. We're cutting class for the rest of the day, and we're gonna go home and read that letter. Yeah, he's all like, you need to, he's like, you just seem a little antsy, like you can't believe it. Meanwhile, Jack is talking to Jen, and he's like, there's only one school that we're gonna go to, and you know what it is. New York, baby! It's New York! The University of New York! New well, you can tell immediately Jen's like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't want to go back to that fucking cesspool. But Jack's like, listen, girl, you need to deal with your issues because I want to fucking go to New York. That's where all the gay dudes are. Where else you want me to go? New York City. I need to go live the life. I've been stuck here in fucking Cape Side, Mass. Uh-uh. They could go to Miami. Okay. I don't or know if they... Atlanta. I don't think they applied to Miami or Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they did. I think they focused in that, like, the northeastern region of the country well, where they're that's at. that's their own damn fault. Okay. Well, let's move on from them for a moment. And we're going to cut back to the B&B, where B&B are hanging out, uh, Bodie and Bessie. Oh, I even wrote down. I was like, Bodie and Betsy are back in business. Planning yeah. a barbecue. Yeah. So even more bees. If you do the bed and breakfast Bodie and Bessie's bed and breakfast barbecue. Bodie hands over the letter. He's the one who goes and digs it up. Why didn't they just leave it in the kitchen? Why was it somewhere else? I don't understand like why the letter got put somewhere he had to go find it. 
didn't they just like open it? Because he was saving it. Well, he was, and he comes back out and gives it to her, and it's a happy moment. Everyone's loving it. Meanwhile, back over at the Leary house, Gail's like Dawson. I'm so sorry. I understand your heart is broken. Your dreams are crushed. You feel like a failure, but it's okay. And Dawson's like, No, I'm fine. It's okay, Mom. I'm not a failure. And then Gretchen comes over and makes <laughs> out with him in front of Gail and goes, "Oops, hi, Gail." And then Gail like kind of walks away and. No, Gail's like, no, it's fine. I'm glad you're here to keep keep his mind off of things. I'm like, Gail, was that like a stamp of approval? What? That's weird. Ah, I mean, what, it's whatever. like if your son, if your son's, if your son is sad, it's okay if he gets a handy under a blanket on the couch. Apparently, that's how she uh, got pregnant at whatever age she is. Well, he comes clean to her. He's like, nah, listen, Gretchen, this fucking sucks. It sucks to be left out. If you, if uh, NYU didn't take me, then USC isn't going to take me. She's like. Pump the brakes, dude. Boom, boom, boom. She's good at pumping them brakes, and we'll get back to that later. She's like, that's not going to happen. They don't have any bearing on each other. And beyond that, you got the money from this will. You can finance your own movie. Brooks didn't go to fucking college. Why do you got to yeah. go to college? And he's all like, damn, girl, you make a good point. I want to make love to you on the beach. Which we'll also get back to later. <laughs> We're cutting to Janet therapy, though, and she's looking real anxious. And they're talking about New York, and Tom's like, girl, we need to talk about your parents. And she's like, nah, fuck that shit. He's like, no, 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 girl, we need to talk about that last conversation you had with your dad before you left, specifically. We gotta get real here, girl. We gotta talk about your old man and what happened, because he fucked you up, and you know it, and you gotta confront it. And she's like, nope, I'm gonna leave. See ya. So, I wrote this down further in my notes, but this is where I started to get real worried that she'd been raped. (laughs) I feel like this would probably be a time you could start getting that feeling. I'm going to say the reality of what we find out is not great No, it's not. But let's hear about something that's not great, but for a very different reason. And that's what Joey finds out when she gets to the barbecue. Oh, that her boyfriend needs a dolly for three bags of barbecue? Of charcoal? Yeah, I thought that was real fucking suspect, too. Like, you can't carry three fucking bags of of charcoal? Oh, okay, I get it. You can't carry three bags of charcoal, right? Do you really need a fucking dolly? Can't you just make two trips? At worst, three? does it matter? If you got a dolly handy, why not just use a fucking dolly? Work smart, not hard. Okay, yeah, being smart enough to use a dolly that's handy is being lazy. I'm sorry, I'm giving a man credit for using the tools at his disposal. Why would you have a dolly there if not to... Alright, alright, your fucking misguided conceptions of what being a man is are going to set me off on a fucking rant real quick that we don't need to get into on Creek Chat. Let's talk about how Joey's not going to be able to go to Worthington because the B&B's been killing it. And they're like, yeah, y'all been making too much money. You can't get a full ride. You're still going to owe us $15,000 so to come said, here. Right? They're like, your parents need to chip in 15000 And I'm surprised that she just didn't go, well, my dad's in jail. My mom's dead. So my parents can't pay for none of it. Her legal guardian. Yeah, I know. But I'm just. It's saying. covered. It's no. Not, you're talking word semantics in a letter that was probably just mistyped. Like you take it to court. Legal guardian, Bessie. But Betsy, what about if she just waits till she's 18? She floats that concept to Pacey later. We'll get to that. She brings that up. But for right now, they run back to the admissions counselor at the school. They're like, there's got to be a fucking mistake. This can't be right. This isn't fair. And the admission counselor's like, well, I never said this shit was fair. She's like, like life isn't is fair, successful. motherfucker. Get right. used to that shit. A lot of it is disappointing. 
yeah. And then she's like, yeah, and there are student loans. And I'm thinking, yes, perfect. No one has ever been totally fucked by taking out student loans, ever. And Joey's like, uh-uh. I'm not putting my... I see what being in debt is like. I've watched my family be in debt my whole life. I'm not starting my life out in debt. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And I, I think that's... I don't know. If she finds a way to do it, and she says if she waits a year, I guess let's get it out of the way now. She's like, I can claim financial independence in a year and then reapply and get that full ride because I don't make jack shit as a waitress. Yeah. Um, so that's her idea. But meanwhile, they run back home and everyone's showing up for this party. Dawson's, they're already there. Dawson rolls up and he, like Dawson, he can always smell it in the air. You can see the look on his face. He's like, something's wrong here. Like, I know we're here to well, celebrate Joey getting into too, Worthington. So like... No, not that was later on when he saw her in the kitchen. This is when they first get back from the counselor. She's just pissed. Like, I don't think she'd been crying at that point. But you can tell her and Bessie had been like... It was... It, again, if you know how to read people, it, it was obvious that something was up. But Dawson's real perceptive of that, specifically with Joey. So he's already sniffing around. Joey straight up tells Pacey, she's not going to lie about this at least. She's like, yeah, uh, but I don't want to talk about it either though. So let's just lie to everyone at this party. Let's keep the lies going and tell them I am getting into this college that I'm not going to be able to afford to go to. Yeah, she just keeps lying. Lying and lying. Have we really dealt with any of our main characters lying like this before? But, But I mean, like, what do you do in this situation? I'm not saying that she handled it in a way that would have been different than how I handled it in her situation. I I, I probably would have done the same thing. I think the majority but of people gonna, would have done the same thing. But you got to keep your shit together. It's easier which she seems for this, to do for the most part. For you to get through this day if you're just like, all right, let's just fucking get through this day. Because, like, you would have reacted a lot differently throughout the day had you not read that, like, second part of the letter or that second envelope that came in the mail right until like later that but, night right but, oh yeah because all of these people are real good at hiding their emotions once they find out something totally devastating they're all great at it well so everyone's there already they're gathered around this picnic table and they're talking uh well not everyone quite yet but they're talking about new york uh, and Jen wants to change the subject. She's like, no, 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 no. Let's, uh, here's a toast to Joey. Since Joey's here now, let's make this real awkward for her. Gretchen's looking around and she sees Pacey, who's not at the table right now. He's still dollying things back and forth like the lazy son of a bitch that he is. And Gretchen can sense that something's up with Pacey, too, though. Like, she can smell it on Pacey. I'm gonna keep going with smell it on because it's creepy. And that's Yeah, but that's her brother, so she can, like, see I know. the widow no, I know. thing. So she's like, I'm going to go help him with the food. And Jen's like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here, too. I'm I'm going to go finish picking up those fucking charcoal bags for Pacey because he can't fucking pick up charcoal bags. It's a little bitch. Yeah, I'm a man. I'm a real man. She's a real man named Jen. She can pick up those charcoal bags. (laughs) We'll make a real big deal out of these charcoal bags for no reason. No, no, no. That's fine. So Gretchen goes up to... to, uh, Pacey, and she's like, what's up, dog? What's happening? And he's like, here's what's happening. Pacey she can't, can't tell anyone about it. Charcoal <laughs> and Gretchen's pissed about it because she's been noticing it. Pacey's ashamed of it, but he won't do anything about it. So he's going to change the subject. 
And he's going to say, Joey's not going to Worthington, but also, again, shut up about it. Keep lying for me. But, even more importantly, the thing we need to shut the fuck up about is that I'm kind of happy about it. Yeah, that was a little weird. But I did like that. He immediately comes clean to Joey about it later. And, and I think the way he explains it makes it make sense. And the fact that he comes clean does, too. So Jack comes up to Jen now, because there's obviously she's bothered about something. He's like, what is this really about? And she's like, I don't think there's anything left for me in New York. I don't want to go back there. It's like when you had to move out of your house with your dad and come live with me and Grams. You knew there was nothing left for you there, and you needed a new home. And he still doesn't really seem to grasp it, but he's like, listen, if you don't want to go, we don't have to go. It's fine. Yeah, and Jen, and then like, show up. Uh, it, Jen finds out through Drew that she like basically used Drew to provoke her father in one of like the last instances that they had together before she got shipped well let's let's get the fuck we're almost we're almost to that let's get the fuck out of this barbecue real quick and that's when mitch and gail show up and they've got the letter from usc and he gets in and now joey's real fucking sad and she takes off that's when she's crying in the kitchen uh and dawson comes in she tells him what happened and he's like listen girl i got all of this money i will pay for you to go to school Consider it at least. I got this covered for you. And she's like, no, nah, I can't. There's a reason, but I can't tell you why. Well, she comes back to the bedroom for the first time in a couple episodes. And we do see that he's got a framed picture of P. Joe up on his wall, which I thought was like, that shows where Dawson's at right now. He's accepted that relationship, which is why I think the sex thing would have bothered him if he'd have found out, but he wouldn't have made a spectacle out of it. Because he knows that that's the answer already. Um, But anyway, she's like, no, I can't take it. It's too much money. And he's like, yeah, but all the pain I've watched you go through, I've never been able to help you before. I couldn't fix it. And I can right now. And I don't get why you won't let me just do this for you. And she won't do it. She won't fucking do it. She's like, dude, I can't take your money. I just can't it well so then dawson goes over to pacey and he's like listen you need to talk to her about this money because this is what's going to make her happy and you know it and at first pacey's like kind of bothered like yeah that's a lot of money to give someone no strings attached dude like what's your angle here and that's where dawson's like nah man you know this is joey's dream he's like yeah dude you know you know i'm through i'm trying to fuck your sister on a beach specifically and i think i got a pretty good chances of fucking her on a beach man and here's the other part of it, Pacey. I saw you at that barbecue, and I know I can carry way more charcoal. Yeah, than you. dude. So you're I not can, a threat to me I anymore. Do at least twice as much charcoal as you, Pacey. So, well, let's get to Jen on that that talk with Drew because this is a big one. Because she still can't remember that last conversation, and Tom's like, "Someone could help you out with that." And she goes to Drew at the yacht club. She's like, "I need your help." And he gives her this whole bullshit story about he went to her house and then her mom showed up and asked if she could join in. And Jen's like, oh, great. So you're just going to be a dick about this. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. But he shows back up at her house later. And he's got that look on his face like, all right, now it's time to be serious, girl. Like, I'm going to be kind of nice to you now. All right, this is what happened. And then he kind of explains that she took advantage of the fact that, like, he liked her. Yeah, he was the poor boy with a crush that she didn't notice. Yeah. I have a hard time buying Drew Valentine that way from all I've heard about him so far. But, okay, I'll suspend my disbelief. So, and and she's like, shit, dude, I really just kind of, like, used you up like a, 
like something you would use and then tossed you out like something you would toss out well her dad had showed up that night pissed off kicked him out and all that shit and she's like yeah i'm sorry that I treated you that way and put and see, you in that, that was situation. Another reason that made me feel like he might have raped her, like her dad, because like her dad would be like calling her a slut and shit like that because she's like giving it up to all these guys when he. When Why would that mean that he rapes her? Though? Because like she's connection? not saving it for just him, so she's a slut. You're reading very deeply <laughs> into a daughter call or a father calling his daughter a slut, like. I didn't pick up on it, and maybe it's because I knew already, but I definitely didn't pick up I on it. I was afraid that that's where they were going. I could see why you would be afraid that's where they were going. Especially because in the next episode, Joey seems to share my fear because she's like, she brings it up twice to, to Jen what? that she's afraid this will be the last time she ever sees her. I, what does that have to do with rape? In my opinion... Or murder? Guessing that that she could be either suicidal. I think it was just she was going to stay. Kidnapped. No, I think it was just she was going to stay in New York and not come back to Cape Side. I didn't read it as a you're going to kill yourself. I definitely felt it as she was worried about Jen. She was definitely worried about Jen. And we're going to get heavy into that in the next one. This is a very important part of it. But I don't think it's because she was worried she was going to kill herself. I can see how you read it that way. We'll get further into that. Right here, Joey comes over and she tells Dawson, all right, here's the reason why I couldn't take that money from you. Definitely slept with Pacey on a ski trip. She's like, I'm definitely fucking Pacey. Sorry, dog. As often as possible. I'm sorry that I lied to you. I'm going to try to explain it to you. And he's like, but listen, in the end, what it comes down to is you never gave me a chance to understand. And that kind of upsets me. Like Dawson was hoping that she was going to be honest, no matter what it was. He was ready to try and be the big person. And she fucking pulled it out. She's like, I never wanted to hurt you. And he just kind of does the like, yeah, response almost. And I'm like, oh, shit. Does he a little attitude with Joey? That's weird. And then, and then, like, if I'm Joey, I'm just like, you know what? You should just fuck Gretchen. <laughs> yeah, definitely going to be what the suggestion is going to be. <laughs> well, so so Joey then goes over to Pacey's and she comes clean with Pacey that she came clean with Dawson. And I don't know why I lied to him. And he's like, listen, it's fine. You told him now. I I guess it's all right. Uh, but then that's when he comes clean about being happy that she wasn't going to go to Worthington. And what I, so he said it was for the first time he felt like it wasn't him that was holding her back. It was an external force that he had no, no control over and couldn't do anything about. So it felt good that he couldn't blame himself for it. And, but Joey's like, yeah, but you should never have ever blamed yourself for anything. You're never holding me back. But he does the thing like... Which I agree with. But then he... I haven't seen him hold her back. No, he's convinced himself. But then he does the really weird... It's like the young buck saying that they'll never fucking go for the titles again if they lose. He goes, listen, I want you to promise to me if you ever feel like I'm holding you back, you'll ditch me. You'll break up with me and you'll never look back. Like you're putting a fucking stamp... Now, obviously the bucks overcame. They got the titles. They didn't screw themselves. But Pacey is screwing himself here by fucking going... I doubt me, and I doubt this relationship, because I doubt me, and I'm going to show that to you. Yeah, he just needs to stop saying that, and stop being so self-deprecating, but I don't know how you do that. Therapy. He spent his whole life being told he's a loser and a nobody, as we've seen evidence of from his family this year. Hard to over- you don't just overcome that yourself. A, A life's worth of fucking being told you're jack shit? One really great supportive... Or Pacey shit. 
<laughs> Doug shit, Pacey shit. I get it. One really great girlfriend and a handful of really good friends aren't going to be enough to make you overcome all of that. Should be. Well, Joey goes over to Dawson's. Or no, Dawson's over at Joey's waiting on the dock. And he straight up goes, here's a check for this money. Take it. Fuck you. Go do great things with your life. Yeah, basically. She's like, okay, all right, that's awesome. So I'm like, all right, cool. Dawson put his, quote unquote, put his foot down. Because realistically, he says in Brooks's will, Brooks said, do great things with this. And I can see how paying for Joey Potter's college, especially in Dawson's mind, is doing a great thing. So full support. Now, Jen and Tom are talking again. Let's close out Jen and then we'll close out this whole episode. Um, and he's like, listen, you might not be ready to find out what that conversation was, but what you're here to do right now is learn to stop hating yourself. You didn't do all these things that happened to you. And that's why you've been self-destructive because you can't let it go. I'm here to help you see that you are meant to shine in this world. Just like Principal Green said, stars meant to shine, baby. And you can't stop them. You know, that's right. And then Jen and Jack are staring at a goldfish thinking about going to New York, maybe. But before we get to going to New York, what are your four pillars? Unless you had something else. Oh, uh, definitely do not have something else. With <laughs> I felt like you were checking so, out on me there, so I get it. Number one, JJ. They're a great team. I love them. And I love that they were planning going to college around where they like both got into. They are honest with each other. That's the thing. It may take a little bit of sorting it out to get to the root of it, but they are very upfront with each other about how they feel and what they want. Yeah. Uh, then the number two pillar was uh, the college ups and downs, obviously referring to, you know, both of our, I guess, quote unquote leads with uh, Dawson and Joey kind of, you know, starting with her on such a high and him on such a low and then kind of flip flopping. Oh, they flipped it through the episode. Oh, they flipped it. Uh, number three, the Dawson Joey. Uh, rekindled friendship kind of put to its um, toughest test to date with her directly lying to him and then him being able to like big ball himself out of a situation and be like hey man like I'll just drop all this fucking fetty and pay for your fucking 15k that you need you need it twice you need it three times i mean i can do it but i think that attitude of dawson carries over right into the next episode because you see him make a big move right out the gates but before that happens the fourth pillar oh shit a fourth pillar i forgot about the horsemen all four of them it is really an unanswered question that is already answered so like at this point I didn't have an answer to it. I was really kind of, I was like, I was leaning hard and I was like, did Jen get raped? Oh, you made but that a pillar. find out, no, she did not. No, 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 no. But what she does in this episode, because it's senior ditch day, she goes to New York. And who's she going to New York with? Of all fucking people, you would think it would be Jack, right? Yeah, but it's another J person. To keep Team JJ going, it is Joey and Jen. And I love it. It's a great pairing. And I think it makes sense. For the storyline that Jen's going through and the kind of person that maybe she would want to be there for her, that it is another woman and not Jack. And it also follows the lying storyline that Joey was doing because Jen kind of lies to Joey saying that she's got to go to this uh, meeting at this school she already got accepted into. Right. And so Joey's got this whole day planned out around that being fit into it and all these other things they can do and dinner at eight and all this. But first they go to meet one of Jen's friends who appears to be a 
27 to 35 year old man named Typho who's yeah. super happy to see her and Joey brings up the New York thing he's like oh are we gonna get you back girl and Joey's like yeah that would be super exciting right and Jen's like nah I don't think you can never really go home again guys I don't think it's gonna happen well that's when Joey realizes she's lying to her and she calls her on it and she's like yeah dude like I gotta go confront my dad about something I just don't really want to talk about it but I gotta and so Joey's gonna go and like see the city while okay hold on a second though jen should know better than to ditch joey potter in new york city by herself that would have been terrible and that's what i was kind of wondering i was like this doesn't seem like a very good plan right like she's gonna go see the city and then meet up with jen later for dinner and it's joey who's scared for (laughs) jen (laughs) Like, like I said, she literally says it twice in the episode. Like, well, one of them is right here. I'm scared. I'm never gonna see you. No, she doesn't again. say scared. Like, she doesn't say scared. She says right here. I feel like I'm not gonna see you again. Yeah, and that's why I was like, I feel like they were really building up towards some sort of like devastating storyline. I think you were expecting way too much. And then what they gave us is still pretty fucked up anyway, so... No, yeah, I know. I'm just... I'm trying to brace myself for what could But what would make you expect that this show would have gone with incestual rape? It also could have gone with uh, suicide or something like that. You think you're going to kill off one of our main characters? Yeah, why not? I think you're expecting way too much from this show in terms of shock value. I'm just saying. I mean, I get why you might be thinking those things, but to think that they were real possibilities seems counterintuitive to the whole show. I didn't know how real they were. I was just thinking, like, I was worried about it. Well, Jen, Joey was worried enough that she follows her along. Jen follows her to her dad's office. And she's like, listen. Theo. She's like, listen, I know something about, like, confronting your dad after a long time. So take a moment, catch your breath, think about it. Let's go into this bathroom real quick, quick, where you can, like, start telling this story about how you were going to go to Cape Side when you were scared of Grams, and then you cried enough that your mom, apparently, when, see, apparently you just leave people in New York. Because when Jen was 12, her mom was like, okay, you don't want to come with Cape Side? I'm going to leave you alone on this train platform, and I'm just going to go to Cape Side. You find your way back home, 12-year-old. It's yeah. fucking weird. Well, I mean, it, to be honest, she does find her way home. Well, because she's probably been doing this for a couple of years already. She's 12. She's a seasoned vet at traveling New York City by herself. Clearly, her parents didn't give a fuck about her, so she did whatever she wanted. So her dad's kind of a big, dominating personality, right? He's the, he's that A-type lawyer that they've painted him to be, for sure. Yeah, and... He seems really happy when Joe announces that Jen gets into college. He pretends to be really happy, or maybe he is, but it's not for Jen. It's for the status that his daughter getting into college bestows upon him. Well, and then he leaves halfway through the dinner that he's all like, yeah. we need to go right now. Dinner, lunch, whatever it was. He leaves halfway through it because he's already bored and needs to get on to the next thing. Right. But he blames that it's business. Yeah, yeah. so he leaves a couple hundred dollars on the table probably and just fucking takes off. But that's when you get Jen and Joey on top of this building and Joey's like, listen, man. Like she's point- Jen's pointing out the whole city and she's like, Jen, you blow my mind. This whole shit blows my mind. But Jen straight out comes out and says, I'm really just glad you came with me today because I needed you. Yeah, she's like, 
I gotta go confront my dad about me walking in on him fucking a teen while I was twelve. Yeah, and him seeing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, she goes. Joey just goes to the train station to wait for her. Jen heads over to her dad's. He's passed out drunk in front of a fire. He wakes up when she starts talking. Yeah, you fucked my favorite person in the world. Some seventeen or eighteen year old girl from downstairs lived with her parents. You fucked her, and I saw it, and you saw that I saw it. And then my whole life spiraled, and you just watched it happen. And you just fucking sent me away. You knew what it was, and you did nothing about it. You sent me to fucking Cape Side. The place that I hated enough that I was scared of Grams. So you think about that. She was legitimately petrified of Grams when she moved in with Grams. Yeah, She showed it as hatred when she showed up. Because we remember Jen from season one. And the season two. Whew, that's a that's a gen that we don't need to see again. And really, she was just scared of her. Well, so she shows up at the train station, though. Like, and she's talking to her therapist, and she decides to tell Tom, this is all I needed to do. I'm done with therapy. I'll never be back again. And Tom's like, girl, you just got started. She's like, nope, I'm done. Peace out. See you around. Oh, so when they when she gets to the platform, uh, I wrote down that Joe still looked worried when she was like looking for Jen to get there and then Jen finally does show up at the train station and Joey just looks relieved. Listen, like, I think Oh fine. I think part of maybe why you're reading too much into it on top of it is that uh Katie Holmes isn't a very good actor either. So she's just kinda overdoing it. The way she's like peering around and like, oh where is she at? If I keep ducking my head around like a fucking wild animal, maybe I'll be able to see her and find her. But instead I could just sit here and wait. Maybe. Alright, I'm sorry. I, again, I guess I... I also had that, uh, that, that Jen doesn't just say that she's done. She proclaims that she's like, no, I'm done with therapy. therapy. Like, I finished it. Like, like, I, I accomplished what I needed. This was my only mental hurdle. There's no other traumas in my past that I need to deal with. This is it. Yeah, she's like, I am literally scot-free. And here's the other thing. Now that I've found out that problem and I confronted my dad, I'll never have to think about that trauma again. So I'm good. Don't you understand? I've defeated the video game. The final boss man is done. Doesn't matter if I did all the side quests. She's like, yeah, I win. So that is disappointing. And I totally forgot that that happens. But it is disappointing to see her just be like, nope, fuck it. But I also understand. I guess I don't because you can just, she's still going to therapy. You just don't have to show it anymore. You don't have to spend any more TV time on it if you don't want to. Yeah. You just know that she's going in the background. Tom is a Bodie. He's just there. So Drew gets a big, big role in this episode. You got to be happy about that. Oh, yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I mean, it was a big role, but it like wasn't a big role. Like, like so, okay. So I Drew mean, like, a lot of screen time big role. Drew and Pacey are still at school on Ditch Day because, Senior Ditch Day, because, well, Pacey needs to be there for... To take the quizzes and the tests and shit like that that he's trying to make He's up. still playing catch up from being a dummy for a couple of years. And Drew's there because he basically told the teachers to go fuck themselves and they called his mom. And his mom was like, <laughs> Drew, if you do not go to school, I will whip you with a whip. That's my favorite thing about Drew's character is his ultimate fear of Mrs. Valentine. Yeah, he's just really afraid of his mom and having no friends. Well, we've seen her hit him before. I bet it gets worse than that in private. Oh, she 
beats him with kendo sticks. And he just takes it. He's three times her size, and he just gets hit with kendo sticks, wooden ladles, well, What is he going to do, beat up his mom? He just, like, grab her arms and stop her. Like, stop hitting me. <laughs> stop. He can grab the kendo stick. No, because then you're threatening violence. Like, just... No, he just grabs it when she swings it at him. Well, that works, too, but then she lets go of the kendo stick and starts punching him in the ribs with quick jabs. Well, then he just got to take it. I mean... She headbutts him in the chin. Tiny lady, I'm sure it couldn't hurt unless he's pacey strength and can't lift a fucking charcoal bag. She's been in dozens of fights and she's carrying at least six charcoal bags on her shoulders at once. Mrs. Valentine is a devilish beast and you know that's right. That red hair gives it away. Well, the fake magenta hair, I guess. We've gone off on a tangent. What Drew does is say, listen, we need to skip school this afternoon and go get drunk somewhere. And Pacey's like, Pace's nah, like, nope, dog, gotta do this I thing. can't do that. I got this quiz. And then he takes the quiz. But who's this fucking peen? Who's this fucking dickhead teacher who comes up and is like, haha, you're the only senior in my class, dummy. <laughs> Which is basically what he does. Yeah, but I think he was just joking guy? with him because he's like, dude, you made the deal with me. I don't know. I feel like you just don't joke about it. Pace, the look on Pacey's face, was he ready to be taking a joke? It just, it was, a, it set, but that's what really set him off. On top of Drew saying something earlier about, like, yeah, I wonder what Joey's doing right now out in New York City, a place where I used to do drugs and have sex with 12-year-old girls when I was 12, too. Let me be clear. I was also 12. Well, yeah, that's the thing. He was also 12, but if he was fun. And I don't think he had sex with her. No, I, not her, necessarily, and not in that one, but they had before. That Not important. <laughs> so Pacey gets into the cafeteria. Here he hears other people talking about how they ace the test or the quiz. He didn't even finish it. Yeah, how it was so easy for them, and he was like he, struggling to finish when the bell. So he rang. just looks over at Drew. Drew looks over at him, and he's like, "Man, let's get the." They give a little nod, a real slick dirtbag connection across the room, and it's danger time, baby. They're going out to get dangerous at the local bar in the shadow of Triple C, and of course, yeah. And then Dave, I mean Pacey. Gets so drunk. Well, he's hanging out with Gilbert. Yeah, the bar. Don't forget that Gilbert brought him there. I mean, Drew. Yeah, it's just they've got fake IDs, obviously. And the waitress girl, she like even grabs the ID by putting her thumb over the picture. But the ID is what fucks them in the end, anyway. Because you're right, they're getting hammered there. Uh, Dave is from Rhode Island, but so is the bartender. And he can tell, pay, like, all right, you know what? I could buy Drew as a 21-year-old. A, because the actor, I'll guarantee you, is at least 21. So, of course, I could buy him as one. But even if that were supposed to be a real 17 or 18-year-old kid, I'd buy that as, I'd still card him, but I'd buy 21. Pacey? I'm not buying that at 21. And I don't think he is 21 here either. Yeah, I'm buying those guys both as 36. Perfect. Dave ain't, though. He's like, so what? What brought you in here tonight? What is Pacey's like? I don't know. My friend Gilbert over here. Yeah, my boy Gil brought me here to get. So the bartenders, because I'm not gonna be able to go to college. Wait, what? And the bartenders like, I mean the draft. draft. Get me another draft beer while you're on the subject. And then the bartenders like, no, 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 no. What roads brought you here? Because I'm from Run Island. I know the roads. He's like, I don't know, man. These roads are heavy. Well, he basically calls him a liar. So Pacey decides to get real rambunctious. And he gets up and he's like, are you calling me a liar? I'm like, Pacey, what are you doing? You are lying. Well, it seemed to be diffused with a bunch of laughter. So when they left out of that scene, I just thought everything was all hunky-dory. 
And then we come back and there's fucking flashing cop lights and we see Dougie Fresh walk up and he's like, he makes a comment about, oh, now being a loser wasn't good enough. You have to add drunk to the list. And then fucking Pacey flips out and he's like, dude, this is my fucking life. And he like shoves Dougie and Doug has to kind of like calm down like almost the other cops. Like he doesn't really do much. He just kind of like puts one arm up and he's just kind of like, I got it. I got it. Like. Like, he's drunk, he's angry at the world right now, he's a teenager, like, we'll deal with it. And that's where I was kind of like, oh, like, these kids kind of got real fucking lucky that Pacey's dad and brother are cops. Oh, yeah, because nothing's gonna happen there. They'll tell Drew's mom, Drew's mom will beat the shit out of him, and they know that. Yeah, like, if they have to, they'll tell Drew's mom. I don't even think they'll necessarily tell Drew's mom. Nah, they'll just let Mr. Witter get in a couple of good gut shots send them home like all right we're just gonna fucking punch these kids a couple times so pacey pacey ends up like he's looking down he gets home after his brother drives him home and he looks down at his homework that he has to do then he looks up in this mirror and again he's just full of self-doubt you can tell he just can't believe that he's good enough to graduate and go to college and be around joey or do anything he's a fuck up like everyone said he is and we get to a better part though we're back in the bedroom dawson and gretchen oh yeah and dawson's uh they're playing life and then all of a sudden like gretchen's talking about this one time their senior ditch day or her senior ditch day yeah she's like yeah we we just went in a car and just drove man it was so trippy bro and dawson's like i can do that hold on he like grabs her by the hand i have something very specific to say about that what he says is I've never done anything remotely like that in my life with anyone. And immediately I said, bullshit. Because you went on that road trip with Billy and Pacey back when you were a fucking first year. And that is very remotely like what you're doing here. Arguably the exact same And it wasn't even on his senior ditch day that first time. So it was almost worse because he's supposed to do it today. Yeah. So bullshit. So they ended up driving, I don't know, six hours? They drove away. They went way out. They ended up in somewhere. Maine? He gets a flat tire and Dawson's like, of course. Well, that happened. And Gretchen's like, like, nah, dude, this is what makes it an adventure, bro. So let's hitchhike. So let's what do you want to do? She suggests. And he's like, uh, no, I don't think. I've seen enough movies to know what hitchhiking turns into. Yeah, so he's all like, man, it's only seven miles. Let's <laughs> walk it. So they walk it. Yep. They get to this dude's place. And he's like, yeah, dude, like, I can sell you this tire, but he's like, I can't drive you nowhere because my car ain't working. And so Dawson's like, oh, I'll help you fix it. He's like, fuck it, yeah. And so they fix the car, and they're driving, and then Gretchen's all like, well, how much money is this going to cost? And Dawson's like, shut up, girl, we're almost there. Like, Here's what I want to know. Like, he don't need to know we before, got no Before they went on money. this trip, though, she went into the diner, and apparently she bought a couple of beef sandwiches and some Cokes. Or Pepsi's or whatever the fuck. Where did she get the money to buy those? Oh, maybe she's got they money, but... Then why wouldn't she fucking pay for the tire and the ride? Maybe she ain't got no $80. I don't know. I guess I just, like, under... Like, shouldn't there be an ATM? But maybe not in this small fucking town in the middle of nowhere in 2001. No, yeah, they made it seem like like you can't do anything fast. They're like... She's like... She's like, do you know how long it takes for someone to wire money? Or do you know what wiring money entails? And he's like, nah, man, I just know that Western Union's the fastest. Yeah, so yeah from the commercials. But that's not, it doesn't like, you don't get an envelope of money through a wire. He's like, oh, okay, that's good to know. 
So Irv, Irv just drops him off on the side of the road. Fuck you guys. See you later. Yeah. Why didn't his parents just put some money in the fucking bank account and they could take it out with a fucking debit card? I don't know if they would have had debit cards. I don't think I had a debit card in 2000 or 2001. They don't even have fucking cell phones, dog. They ain't got, they ain't got no... They got no debit cards. True. Maybe he's got know. a checkbook on them, but he probably didn't even have that. No cash. No cash. I don't know. But they end up having to just stay there overnight. This is when we get to the little beach party you were talking about earlier. So talk to me about this little beach party. Because you've been on record. You've been on record oh. already as saying Dawson and Gretchen are going to fuck. Yeah, and so they pretty much No, do they fuck. don't even get like, naked. They don't. I don't think anyone touches anyone else's genitals under the clothes. Probably not even over the clothes. It's just hardcore making out. No, you, come on, having sex, not even close yet. Dawson's all like, dude, I love you. We should totally fuck right here on this beach. And Gretchen's like, I love you too, and I want you inside. (laughs) I want to make love to you. It's it's not, yeah, she basically said Yeah, those are very close to each other. Well, they are. She, she's like, I need you inside me, but we ain't fucking. Well, that's not even what it is. That's not even what it is. She says, the first time we have sex, I want it to be because you want to have sex with me, not because you're proving something to yourself. Because he had just, again, bringing up Joey was like, you know, finding out that they did it was freeing. And now I can't remember what we're waiting for. And Gretchen's like, I don't want to have sex with you and know that it's about Joey Potter. I need it to be about me and about me only. So we're going to wait on it. Yeah. But then, okay, so they sleep on the beach, but the last shot of her is her sitting there crying while he's sleeping. So she's having some deep feelings about what the fuck is going on right now. That doesn't feel yeah. like a great sign. Does not seem good. What are your four pillars, unless you got any other points? Uh, uh, my first pillar was Dawson's in love with Gretchen. Is Gretchen find these feelings mutual? I mean, she says she did. But then she's crying, so... I'll say I do think Gretchen does love Dawson, but it's complicated. And we'll explore that. And that's why she is crying. Uh, Number two, Jen finished therapy. She did it. And in record time. Couple episodes. Three, two. Before the end of the season. You know that's right. Dougie to Pacey and Drew's rescue. Anyone else would have been arrested? I like that you get Doug just kind of popping in and being a corrupt cop showing nepotism for his brother and his frenemy. It's good. Joe is really afraid that something's going to happen to Jen or that Jen's going to kill herself. We've touched yeah, on that oh, I think it, it's obvious that I picked up on that. I Like I've already said, I think you blew out of proportion how serious Joey was concerned about her, but she was definitely concerned about her. I can understand where you're See, coming that's from. All, that's all I'm saying. That's I, all I'm saying. I get it. I get it. I get it. I don't feel the same, but I get it. Also, I do know that that's not what happened, and nothing that bad happened, so I didn't have that same fear. I didn't I didn't know exactly what happened, but I knew it wasn't like Joey or Jen dies. I know Jen doesn't I die didn't think here. she did, but that's why I was like, well, shit, if she's not going to die, does she get raped? No, no. We've already been so casual about her sex life before she's even a teenager. Like, they're not even going to bother with that. They're going to have him have sex with a minor, or maybe not a minor, someone she loves. Not a problem. All right, let's get to these predictions, unless you got something else to tell me about. Episode 19, Late. There was a prediction you made in the last three-pack that didn't get touched on at all here that might have something to do with Late. Joey is late on her period. Now that she's been fucking Pacey. She's not late on her taxes? She's going to fuck up. Period. Her future at Worthington by having a little witter. 
running around her belly. You think Joey's pregnant and she's going to keep it. Uh, that's just one prediction. Two. I know. Gail is late on her taxes and her baby being born. <laughs> so they need to force it out with a C-section. That's exactly what they're doing. They're going to force it out. <laughs> they're going to yank it out of there so hard and just be like, here's a baby. Happy, Happy baby. baby day. Uh, anything else for late? Andy is almost late for something with the Florence Familia. Yep. She also might be Yeah, pregnant. yeah. She's pregnant with twins from a guy named Rodrigo. Perfect. Well, she's already pregnant. And so All right, go let's to hear about your... Harvard. Oh, of course. They're going to go to Harvard, too. Genius babies. Genius infants. Yeah, did you ever see that movie Babies or whatever? Genius Babies or something? Probably not. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I watch a lot of movies with babies. I've seen Look Who's Talking There's a, a long time There's a different baby ago. movie. It's pretty funny. There's a lot. There's Boss Baby. There's probably a lot of baby movies. I did used to watch Muppet Babies. All right. All right. Let's hear about your predictions for episode 20. I think you can have some fun with this one. Promicide. Oh, so this is definitely the prom episode. Definitely. So, shit. Maybe late Senior was prom. Annie. Well, Andy was like, she was almost late for her flight to come back to America from Florence Familia. So, hopefully, Jen doesn't commit suicide at the prom and that's why it's not called promicide jesus christ that would be really crass of dawson's creek if they were to go that route like that would be dark as hell if in a different show it'd be really funny but it'd be fucked up here wow but yeah everybody's just gonna kind of go to prom and have fun except for all right hold on in an episode called promicide everyone's gonna go have fun i mean most people are somebody's not dawson's gonna try to ruin his relationship with Gretchen more Dawson no Drew is gonna try to get down with Jen again after the apology he's feeling and a little bit of that Jack love again is gonna invite Toby to prom okay all right so Toby is gonna come back in for the some mix. reason I feel like it's a safe assumption why introduce him if he's not gonna do anything especially for prom Jack's already gone to prom with a guy he's torn that band-aid off he might have been coerced into it but that's a different story episode 21 this one's a little more vague but let's see separation anxiety coming off of promicide so andy's gonna be having some real hard separation anxiety from the florence familia you know she's become so accustomed to their ways that she's just she's taken aback by the fast paced ways of america here in cape side Gail's having some, like, anxiety from not being pregnant, even though she's got the baby. She's just, it's... A little postpartum yeah, yeah, depression. Yeah, 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 She's got that going on, so she's, you know, got that separation anxiety. Mitch has got... He's just wanting his wife to be fine. Dawson's got it, because he's kind of like, shit, Gretchen might be hating on me, not wanting to be with me since she was crying. Oh, that's that's still going on? Two, three episodes later? I don't know. They, have, they haven't already talked about that before? I mean, it's possible. It's possible not, right? There's a baby going down. Some shit was happening. Someone was pregnant, maybe. Maybe Gail's pregnant again. I don't know. She can't be pregnant again. <laughs> Gail's pregnant. <laughs> yes. 
immediately pregnant immediately his baby the baby's pregnant the baby's pregnant it's just a medical anomaly no one knows how it's possible and the baby has a little tiny baby but it's not in nine months it's in nine weeks and then that baby is just like a little fish That they look at long enough, they'll remember their past. It's exactly exactly what happens, and maybe it'll tell them they should. And live I kept in New on York. thinking that she was going to remember she was raped. Okay, well, Jesus Christ! We t- again, I try to not talk about rape on any of this show. It is a concern. I I don't mean to diminish that. Like, and that's why I say I understand where you're coming from when you think that could be what happened. I I'm not thinking in the lens of 2001. 2002 or something when this came out i think we're in 2001 at this point so there's that but yeah in in 2020 it's a definite worry one should have i feel so here's what you can do if you want to hear us talk about nothing like what we're talking about right now you can go to apple Podcasts, you can go to spotify but most importantly you can go to 50randyquays.com you can catch all of our new episodes you can also follow us at 50 Randy Quaid's on Twitter and like us on Facebook, but just go to 50randyquaids.com. Yeah, you can let us know what the fuck is up. Please let us know what the fuck is up. I'd love to know. At this point in time, the next episode you'll be treated to outside of a Creek Chat. Obviously, every Monday, we're coming at you. Well, we're going to take a break coming up in the near future, but we'll get to that in the near future. Next? Is that what 50 Randy Quaid's will be? Another cage talk? Now I gotta find a way to get into saying we'd be creaking. And I'm I don't know what to say in the intro it. Until next time. <laughs> we be creaking. <laughs> you gotta do that one again. Alright. We, we be, be creaking. creaking.